Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. Welcome. Glad you could join us. Uh, we are the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And But we need your help. And um, In fact, I was just talking to our guest, Jamie Walden, that will be joining us in just a couple of minutes about uh, the importance of Christians and just regular citizens being engaged. This is not a spectator sport. All hands on deck. This is mission critical. I just did a podcast this morning uh, entitled, May Day, May Day, Will the USA Survive the Month of May? And uh, I talked about important dates coming up uh, at the end of this month that could effectively end our sovereignty, uh, effectively crush our infrastructure. And th- these are not uh, hyperboles. They're not exaggerations. The, the, everything was based on what's already in the media. And uh, we are in real, real trouble. You need to step forward and start taking action. And today's show, you're going to get an, a chance to take that action. Particularly if you're a Christian, we're soon going to be a, a put-upon, discriminated-against uh, minority. And we will be treated just like some minorities have been treated in the past with extreme prejudice and so we're going to look at an organization set up by jamie walden that's attempting to prepare for what we know is probably the inevitable as we approach dealing with the occult of abortion and really it's inspired by satan we know all that so we're going to get into that today with jamie walden but first we got to take care of our business and i just want to say this as a note um i select the advertising for this show purposefully I, I stay away from uh, fluff and stuff that might even make us a lot of money, but we don't. Everything here is geared towards survival, enhancement of your condition. And I would say that everything that we sell fits into one of these two. And um, so let's talk about food and water very quickly. You've heard me talk about our storable food at MPS. We're one of the few storable food companies that's still going. And this is, I'm not celebrating. I don't want our competition to go away because we have a lot of mouths to feed. And no one company can do it. But unfortunately, the government has bought out the baby formula. They have bought out the storable food companies as well, too. MPS is holding the line, but the government can force them through regulation. So I don't know how long this stuff's going to be available. People say, Dave, how much food do we need? I think if you shoot for anything less than two years per person in your family, you're taking a risk. But I don't know the amount. I'm going to be honest with you. I know it's not six months. I I know our crises are going to go beyond that. But if you have storable food, 
you're going to have time to where we maybe can figure things out and how to turn things around if that's possible. Unless, of course, we just go into the abyss of the tribulation, which is another discussion for another time. So how do you get your storable food? 25-year shelf life, lots of variety in the food, and it's it's you can consume this. It tastes fine. You go to preparewithdave.com, preparewithdave.com. And if you have food, you better have water. And I don't believe we're going to get through what's coming without massive roving blackouts. And that's the best case scenario. Worst case scenario, grid down. Putin has been threatening this as well, too. So if that happens, you'll have to scavenge water. And that means you'll need a top flight um, water filtration device. And there's a lot of good ones out there. But the the Alexa Pro Pure Water Filter, I have the research at waterwithdave.com. It appears to be the best one out there, but I will say this. There's a lot of qualities. If you go with other ones, you know, you're probably going to be okay. But I'm telling you, because you're going to be dealing and scavenging uh, standing water, pool water, lake water that you're going to have to purify, um, you're going to need to have more than one of these. And the general rule of thumb that we're planning for in our house is one filter per person, and one in reserve because things get broken, lost, and stolen. So waterwithdave.com is where you need to go. And those are your two essentials, food and water. In fact, I always say food, water, guns, gold, ammo, natural medicine, and tools. And speaking of gold, this won't apply to some of you because, unfortunately, the economy has sucked the life out of your finances, and that's not your fault. And if you're in that position, buy food, okay? Don't, don't, don't listen to what I'm about to tell you. If you have a nest egg that you're looking to protect, you need to hear every word I'm saying. I am an advertiser, but also a customer, a long-term customer of Noble Gold. I do adjustments all the time on my portfolio, and I use them to do it because I trust them. And because everything they have done has enhanced my nest egg. They have not made one mistake in the three years I've been a customer. The six years I've been an advertiser, they are first rate. Noble Gold can be reached by going to goldbeforelate.com, goldbeforelate.com. I'll say it again, goldbeforelate.com, and just fill out a short form, and they'll electronically send you information. But they will not call you. They are trained not to be pushy. They're highly professional. When you call them, and you'll have to call them, you will not get a call center. I'll be helping you very much. You'll be getting someone who speaks perfect English, and they're an agent. They're an expert in precious metals. And they have all kinds of precious metals programs. My favorite is how they protect your IRA. And if these banks continue to falter, you're going to lose your IRA. And I would really recommend that you move quickly on this because you can do a conversion. So goldbeforelate.com. And then just one real short plug here. We have a TV show that's pretty popular. We get four and a half, five stars. And uh, the rates are so cheap. We're just paying for bandwidth. We're not making a very big profit on this, folks. We're paying really bandwidth and a little extra. And uh, we charge two ninety nine a month, and two fifty for the annual plan with two free months at the end. That's the cheapest subscription service that I have found out there. We are trying to get information out there, but I own the platform, so no one can censor me. No one can say you can't say this or say that or have this guest on. And uh, we had Wrecker on for years. And I said, this guy's big time in the government. People, oh, Dave, that's a bunch of bull. Now we know he was a ex-Marine, ex-contractor, and ex-DHS, and he's been at the forefront of a lot of the battles, Portland, the border. And you're going, oh, that really was for real. Well, we have other ones like him, too. We just can't tell you what they do. To, we have to do that to protect them. 
But that's the kind of show we have. Go to thecommonsenseshow.tv. Well, our guest, Jamie Walden, is a man of God. I think that's his outstanding characteristic, but he's done everything. He's been a first responder, law enforcement. Uh, he was a, a, a platoon sergeant, uh, was among the first people to enter Baghdad in a war. So he's he's been in combat. Uh, he, he's done everything, and he brings all this expertise to the table, and he is uh, really working hard to try to give Christians a safe refuge, and we're going to get into that before we close today. So, Jamie, sorry about the long introduction, but I wanted to get everything out of the way so you and I could just have a straight shot of, <laughs> of conversation. No, no I appreciate I appreciate you having me on. You know, I, I'm obviously given my background, Marine Corps Infantry, uh, federal worked with the U.S. Marshals, was a city cop for a while, uh, firefighter, paramedic, tech, tech rescue guy on hazmat teams, you know, done disaster response all around the world. Um, I've been teaching and training across the country in uh, emergency family preparedness and some uh, different basic firearms handling courses and things like that actually uh wrecker and i are getting ready to teach a course out in uh tennessee out there yeah. uh out at another mutual friend's place um Bob, so Bob we're, we're yeah. gonna be yep yep we're gonna be out there doing um some active shooter response training and different basic uh combat pistol combat rifle and maybe some patrol tactics stuff so yeah i mean like so so you know your intro is unbelievably uh relevant and prescient it's it's a big deal and i think more than anything you know i know this isn't necessarily the direction of our of our discourse today but for people to understand um the economics of preparedness and in particular with where all this is going with uh russia uh, these faux these faux sanctions you know the implosion of uh deutsche bank and things in germany moving on across japan coming into the united states of america and everywhere else in between this the the pain at the pump so to speak that people are feeling is that is like the late late sign of a canary in a coal mine of all the other uh convergence of things that are going on economically and so you know, just obviously, Dave and I are not financial advisors, but we can speak with, we can be informed, you know, on things economically, especially just given our proclivities to dig deep into these things. And the bottom line is, if your hope is still in your in your IRA or some form of investment that is at all tied to uh, the stock market, which is ultimately you can just call it BlackRock at the end of the day. And if it's remotely tied to mutual funds and these mutual fund investments and these hedge funds and these hedge fund investments, they are the the reason for one, one of the main reasons for the fiasco going on in Europe is then is there their dire need for plausible deniability and a scapegoat for total economic global reset. They're telling you it in your face. So if your hope is still in your R01K or your your you you think you're smarter than the I, I don't say that. I'm not trying to be rude, but a lot of times we can have a faulty self-actualization where we think we have it figured out and we're not going to be victims because we're smarter than the system. We're smarter than the casino, right? Like we can go to the casino and we think we're going to win their money. Um, it doesn't work that way. The whole thing literally is coming down in real time and yeah. um, everybody's going to be priced out of everything here pretty soon. So, anyways. You know, it's funny you'd mentioned the, the price part. <coughs> Excuse me. I, I've learned the past week I've got quite a following with the truckers. Love you guys. You're the lifeblood of America, and you're as vital to our national security as our military. 
because without you guys we couldn't function and I've been talking to them and they have reached out to me email of other communications so I've been having some phone conversations as a result and I'll tell you what I've learned Jamie it's really scary uh, a couple of guys I talked to have already quit. They were close to retirement. They were over 65, but they were trying to wait to 70 to collect maximum Social Security and trying to put it off. But they said, Dave, enough is enough. I see where this is going. I'm out. And then I've asked other truckers, what's your break-even point? Where Where is it no longer feasible for you to drive? And they said, when diesel reaches the, the mode I'm getting, the most common answer is $8 a, a gallon for diesel. Some said 10 no one went over 12 but only a couple guys mentioned 12 and i probably have talked to i don't know 14 15 16 guys and it's all pretty consistent ten dollars a gallon and then they said dave where do you think your gas comes from and i said yeah i know they said the average person if it goes to just ten dollars a gallon for gas uh he said if you can even get it he said the average person is going to be paying five hundred dollars more a month who can afford that since what is that stat seventy percent of america can't afford a car repair bill of four hundred dollars or more so we're, we're getting into uh where we're going to have nothing shipped nothing is moving biden is never going to produce another drop of oil um i think you could literally hold a gun to his head and it wouldn't move his position so we are approaching the point where economic paralysis is going to kick in yeah that's that's actually a great word for it is economic paralysis i mean we we've already been placed on on life support in most american households with the 300 percent you know overall um year on end increase in basic commodity prices now you add to that the fuel prices and you you just can't you just can't do it and and all that's by design you know there's still what what scares me is how there's still so many people out there just the, the general american populace that think that uh either that it's putin's fault or this, this is just an ebb and flow of of you know xyz political uh games being played and, mm-hmm. and they're still waiting for the midterms oh after the midterms everything will change it's like they're still not understanding the big game there's a long game that's being played here a very long game uh, i would say a six thousand year old long game and it's coming <laughs> into its convergent zenith here in our generation in real time so you yeah. know you put it very well, 6,000 years. You're 100% on the money with that. But the people usually can't even see beyond Friday. And I'm not trying to be insulting, but most people are so busy trying to keep their head above water or they're so afraid that they just don't want to deal with things that they kind of cower in the corner and they're letting life happen to them. And I, yeah. know, I know from our pre-air discussion that you're encouraging these people to become active and live their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing is, you know, something that the Lord's burdened me with lately is is this, uh, you know, obviously the sphere of influence that we're in and and we both travel and speak and we overlap at at quite a few different places throughout the year and things like that. And so we kind of have our finger on the pulse, for lack of a better word, of a. At least a particular segment of the population, I say we're the we're the true and better woke. We're, like we're woke, you know. I'm always like they don't get to steal that word, just like they don't get to steal the rainbow. Like that's my God's rainbow. How dare you steal that rainbow? And you're not woke. We're we're woke. We're awake because once we were dead, now we're alive in Christ, you know. And we're told that you were once in darkness, now you're in light. So live like children of light and work to expose the darkness. Right? Redeem the time for the days are evil, or make the most of every opportunity for the days are evil. So we so. 
being in this true and better woke crowd, you know, uh, unfortunately what I've seen happen a lot of times is the information is true, the information is relevant, the information is weighty, but the information is supposed to drive you into doing something differently. You know, one of the most, the, the biggest, uh, ananthems that's going on right now is still the cry of the lukewarm Christian to say, I can't wait to get back to normal. And I'm like, don't you understand, brother or sister, that God is doing We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time everything possible to keep you from doing life as normal he he is shaking your churches he's shuttering the churches he's hitting your finances he's exposing all the all the the global elite he used trump what whatever your take is on trump it doesn't matter he was used as a tool to publicly broadcast the depths of the depravity that's going on in washington dc and hollywood and everywhere in between i'm like god is doing everything to keep you from going back to normal and and he's trying to stir you unto action stir you number one under repentance to self-examination to examine your heart to test yourself 
to see whether or not you truly uh, uh, fear the Lord and you want to seek to honor him and glorify him, whether or not your hope is in this world or your hope is in an eternal kingdom that can never be shaken. What is your hope actually in? Is your hope in the doctors and the medical community and transhumanism and your vaccination? Or is your hope in the blood of Jesus Christ that can heal you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness and that can cover you in his righteousness so that for all of eternity you can stand before the Father and stand before the throne room blameless and with great joy, right? Like this is what it's all centered on. And so, so many people get locked into um, maybe misinterpreting the information and it leads to despair, it leads to discouragement, and it leads to disenchantment. And a lot of times it can lead them to a, an undue strain of anxiety in their spirit, in their heart, and even in the motives of their life. I've seen a lot of people, again, in our sphere that they have stopped living. Why? Because they're holding their breath, waiting for the next shoe to drop. They're waiting for the big show. They're waiting for the, the they they're waiting for the the New York City going up in in a in a nuke from an offshore submarine or or the Poseidon you know Poseidon torpedo putting a radiological uh, tsunami over over the eastern seaboard. And they're they're waiting for the big show, the economic collapse, the big show, the big show, whatever. Pick your pick your topic. They're not allowing the information to do what it's supposed to do. The information is actually supposed to cause you to wipe the sleep from your eyes, to shake off the dark, suffocating, wet, black blanket, uh, ubiquitous blanket of, of the global elite and actually start living purposefully, live today live with intentionality be intentional with your relationships be intentional with your time be intentional with um the the people that the lord has put in front of you be intentional with your resources because they're getting ready to wipe it out all these things have been entrusted to you not so that you can live and dwell in fear and insecurity and anxiety or on the other side of the spectrum, self-righteousness and self-exaltation and that you're better than the next guy because you have the super-duper, super-seeker intel. All of those postures are wrong. The, the appropriate posture is that you redeem the time because the days are evil. The appropriate posture is that you advance the kingdom of God because there is a war. The appropriate posture is knowing and understanding that you are dawn in the literal armor of God not the armor of Saul that didn't fit David, but the armor of God himself that fits you fully, which is literally being clothed with Christ, being donned in that armor and known understanding the weapons of warfare that you have been entrusted with. You actually arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And you live. You live boldly. You live fearlessly. You live intentionally. You you pursue people you pursue relationships you pursue uh, activity things that are active in your life because you do understand what's going on and rather than living for some pathetic pension that's going to be taken away from you anyways rather than living for your own menial comfort that's very temporal and can be taken from you in a heartbeat anyways rather than living and trying to maintain these toxic relationships with your adult children that want nothing to do with you and your reality anyways and and then and instead investing in the next generation maybe your grandkids or somebody else instead of doing that we're sitting around 
doing nothing. We have faith without deeds. And we know that faith without deeds is dead. It is useless. It is worthless. It is impotent. It is ineffectual. It is a vain thing to say, I understand the information. I understand the lateness of the hour. I understand the severity of what's going on. And if you're a Christian and you're in Christ, I understand the end game of eternity in Christ and the return of Jesus Christ and the restoration of all of everything and the defeating of the powers of darkness once and for all time a vanquished foe, right? No fleeting notions of Geneva Convention proclivities. Straight up total war against the powers of darkness where our king has already won. It's a done deal. It's like we have to change our posture and our perspective in a way to where we actually live. And we live radiantly and we live in freedom, not fear. God, anybody who under, who is in Christ Jesus, we must be perfected by the love of God. It says, God is love, period. Where there is love, there can be no fear, period. Where you fear, you have not been perfected by God's love. We must be perfected by his love and going, dude, while I was his enemy, he came and died for me and now he calls me friend. While I was a reprobate. While I was while I was shaking my fist at, at, at the heavens, while I was dead in my trespasses, he pursued me and he sent his son and and he became sin itself that I might become righteousness itself. He became sin that we could become the righteousness of God. He literally did that while I was his enemy. What in the world is he going to withhold from me now that he calls me friend? So I'm good to go, man. I'm going to start living. And it's high time that the people, the listeners, especially in our sphere of influence, they quit chewing and gnawing on their fingernails waiting for the big show. The show is happening in real time, ladies and gents. This is what it looks like. It says the Antichrist will wear out the saints. It's a grinding action. There isn't a big aha. Now I understand that it's really happening now. It is happening in real time. And because it is happening in real time, how much more important is it that we be good stewards of what we've been entrusted with? Life. And we actually live life and we live with intentionality. And like any true and better freedom fighter, we who have known and tasted freedom, right? Freedom has a flavor that protected would never know. If you have known and experienced freedom, even freedom from the, from the deceptions of the powers of darkness in this wicked, wicked nation, if you've been set free from that, you now have an obligation and it is not to sit in self-righteousness in your newfound freedom. It is to go back into the muck and the mire, to go into the fray, into the fog of the, of the fog of war, and to set the other enemy prisoners of war free. You are to set the captives free with your newfound freedom. You get back in the fight, but now you fight with a new posture, a posture of almost like a, uh, I, I know this sounds facetious, but like an invincibility complex. Because listen, if like I'm in Christ, so I don't I do not fear my life as so much as I'm afraid to lose it because my life is hidden in Christ, bought and paid for with his precious incorruptible blood. There is nobody that can take it from me. It is secure from everlasting to everlasting. I'm good to go. And so with that posture of freedom and that posture of boldness and fearlessness, I'm free to get in the fight for my brothers and sisters, get in the fight for humanity, get in the fight against the powers of darkness, and get in the fight of building people up, building them up in their identity in Christ so that they would be radiant, 
so that they would be joy-filled and worship-filled, so that they would be free of all the constraints of this corruptible world, and they would actually stand out as a light on a hill like we were foreknown for in the first place. Well, (laughs) yeah, I hear what you're saying. I 100% agree with you, but people are being torn the other way too i I really believe that satan is trying to recruit a lot of us to uh, fight his war against uh, the return of the lord and uh, i think he's looking for um, mercenaries and uh, he's enticing them particularly if they're in positions of power with more power and money and it's becoming increasingly difficult let me tell you how this is manifesting in real time Uh, the republican party could stop what's going on right now if they wanted to but they're compromised. They're compromised by their corruption, by the greed that's built into the system, like insider trading legal for them, but we go to prison. And and uh, they're anything but spirit-filled. Uh, the, the Democrats took God out of their party platform years ago, and that's why they can so freely advocate for baby killing now in public, to where it's almost a religious fervor. It's, uh, I would say, I'm seeing a cult develop right before our eyes the uh, satanic cult of baby killing and it, it, our our world is uh, pulling people in so many different directions i do think they kind of suffer from analysis paralysis uh, but there's only one way and i agree do you think that becoming a christian is the first step towards awareness and action against this uh, evil that's trying to consume us yeah, you know, um, it's it's not necessarily that it's it's an either or. You know, it can be a both and. Some people, as they come to the revelation of how the world around them works, they go, "This can't be it. This can't be. There's got to be something more." You know, and and then that can that can lead them into <coughs> to searching out the scriptures and realizing that that this isn't the way it's supposed to be. And so much so that that God did something about it, right? Like the from from the fall and the Garden of Eden and the and the seed warfare between the seed, <coughs> the seed of the woman and all the way on through to Calvary to the resurrection of Christ Jesus, all the way on through the tribulation. It's like God has seen us in this ubiquitous wickedness through the principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places that are ruling and reigning over the whole earth lying <coughs> the evil one, right? And he he has done something about it. It's his son the Lord Christ Jesus. That's what he did about it. And so so sometimes it's coming into Christ that can open up your eyes. Sometimes it's the depth of the world around you that can open up your eyes. I would see I would say unfortunately the more, majority of people whose eyes are completely Pollyanna washed over because of positive encouraging K love theology is the Christians. The majority of they're actually in the faith, right? Like they have <coughs> Jesus for the forgiveness of their sins. That they are the ones who will not see things for the reality of what they are because, because they've been convinced through the secret doctrines of demons in the, in the cemetery, I mean the seminaries, um, that it's all about your best life now. It's all about getting yours. So they're reading the Dave Ramsey books and they're doing the best more studies and then they're doing the whatever and they're doing the whatever and everything is about loving the world and the things of the world so if you've been trained to love the world to love it love every single thing about it be as relevant to the world as possible don't worry about being relevant to a holy god be relevant to the world take on every attribute of of a lawless rebel reprobate world and then just be hyper super duper friendly if you do that you're good to go see this theology has so 
pulled the wool over the eyes of most Christians that they're the ones that aren't awake. It's actually the, you know, more the anti-establishment, you know, type of posture personality. Like even I, I was a skater, bro, and like, you, you know, just always like anti anti-authority right usually the people that are anti-authority they're the ones that are seeing through the smoke screen of the deceptions of our wicked government and the global elite the christians on the other hand they're eating it up they're like oh yeah oh it's for the greater good i'm wearing my mask for the greater i'm wearing my mask because of love i'm taking the vaccination because of love i'm sharing the church because of love i'm going to undergird blm which is literally a terroristic organization that performs necromancy on the streets of our nations and they go we're going to undergird blm because of love we're going to undergird this because of love and they go down the list because they have been so indoctrinated to love the world and the things of the world that they actually cannot Mm -hmm. their normalcy bias will not allow them to surrender their paradigm that the world is actually all predisposed and designed to chew them up and spit them out i would agree i agree with that part absolutely um their desire to please Romans 13 is being used in a very deceptive way. I've told you about the, the church I went to yeah, previously uh-huh. about that. Um, but there is something you said, though. I'm going to have to say, wait a minute. My wife and I really have no debt. Okay? We're lucky. But we've been very disciplined for 30 years. Very disciplined. And that's Dave Ramsey stuff. And Dave Ramsey's a Christian. I think if people followed him, they wouldn't be owned by the system. I think when you're in debt... You're living for your pension. Uh, you're a prisoner of the system, and and I think that when you're debt free, you're all, uh, to some degree outside the system. Don't you think that's true? Yeah, I agree. I think that um, debt freedom is one of the most singularly powerful things that we can do in the land of the living. Obviously, I'm obviously not negating you know communing with the Lord and doing business with the Lord and mm-hmm. and, and walking hand in hand with Him, but the 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 money that it's called Babylonian money magic and it's M A G I K not mm-hmm. I C not like I'm gonna pull a rabbit out of a hat but it's Babylonian money magic it's a system based on usury that was implemented through alchemical processes way back under Phoenician Sumerian Canaanitic type of of infrastructure and it's specifically designed for wholesale slavery not of just your physical person but of your mentation of your ability to process information around you so debt burden is one of the most um powerful strangleholds that could ever be imposed on the common sense show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow for example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Anybody, you are a slave to the lender, and that's why it's all about like, you know, we, we want our kids starting at 18 to start establishing credit. So we get our kids a, a low yield credit card so they can build credit on debt so that they can have a good credit score to take on more debt. I mean, that's, in, that, that's literally how we train our, our children, right? So like, so then you can take on more 
debt. So then you have a good credit score and then you can get the right student loans and take on that debt. And then you can have an even better credit score by the time you get out of college. And then you can take on debt for a house and debt for a car. Oh, and then you need your Polaris RZR and then maybe a camper. And then now, I mean, people are financing everything. Like literally they finance everything and you cannot go and serve as the Lord leads when you're in, when you're in debt. You have to stay in that dead-end job because you have to make those minimum payments. You cannot give freely because you're in debt. You cannot undergird uh, uh, another friends or family members or brother and sister in Christ their medical bills because you're in debt and you're making minimum payments on everything. You cannot – you do not have the freedom to operate and to be used the way the Lord wants to use you because of your debt load. And I think uh, most people have no clue how – how like the potential with which God created him that has been snubbed by the deception of taking on debt. Well, I know. And my wife and I have had complete harmony with money. And, uh, and I'm not saying that uh, tongue in cheek, believe me, I'm not. And it's because we both came from environments from our parents that, uh, they were afraid of debt. They saw the bad behind the debt and that's how I was raised. And that's how my wife was raised. We buy nothing unless we can buy it in full, except we did pay our mortgage down in 12 years. Um, so we did pretty well there. But we sacrifice for that. We give up doing things other people do based on their credit. So yeah. we, do, we do nothing that that we have to go into debt for. Now, we do have one credit card that's outside our uh, our savings. You know, that's not a debit card. And that's because if we were an emergency situation, we could stockpile money, perhaps. In other words, if someone seized our bank account, all of Justin Trudeau in Canada, again, we did with the convoy, <laughs> yep. we might have some credit card ability to get money quickly. That's the only mm-hmm. reason we do it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. We, we've operated our household the same way. We've lived in debt freedom for about the last six or eight years, you know, and, and it, it is amazing what we've been able to do because of not having that um, stranglehold on us, you know. So Yeah, and that's yeah. what people need to strive towards. That's why I, I have a lot of respect for Dave Ramsey, who also is a Christian. He openly talks about his faith, and and uh, we don't have, I think, enough people like him. We have the, hey, go on this vacation, buy this car. Hey, it's okay, we'll finance it for seven years. Your car will be done before your payments are. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's kind of the mentality we have. And, and it's not in line with our faith because our faith demands that we're free and we only worship him. And debt can interfere in that. And I see this too. Um, why do policemen go along? Why do FBI agents go along with this corrupt government, horrible government that they can clearly see what's going on more clearly than me because they're in it? But yeah, I only got five years to go to my pension. That's why. Yep. You know what? I heard that all all the time in the different uh, public service type of careers that I've been a part of. It was all about the pension, and they would disagree. They would think like you and I think. They would see the way maybe you and I would see things, you know, for at least on a on a cursory level. And they would acknowledge that they were compromised, but they would acknowledge. Or, or justify it that the compromise is worth it because the pension is coming in just a few short years. So it's like I just have to. And I, you know, what's sad is I've even heard that from pastors. I've heard that from pastors that say, I know, you know, in these bigger churches where maybe they have six, eight, ten pastors on staff, and they're like, 
I know that our theology is compromised. I know that our doctrines compromise, but I'm vested in an IRA that whatever denomination matches. And so I just have to go along with it until I retire in three years. I've heard this same thing from pastors as I've heard from people, you know, in, in, uh, in D, D, all the different um, tentacles of DHS. Same thing. It's all about that pension and that retirement. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. The, the financial stuff is a big deal. I know that kind of wasn't what wasn't our focus for the show, but it is very relevant to what's going on right now. Well, it's how people are kept enslaved. And that's what makes them accept everything that's not holy. Uh, and I mean, the, the, at least that's from my worldview what I see. And uh, if people were debt free and they had uh, faith in their ability to provide for their family, they wouldn't be slaves to a pension that makes them do evil things. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, how I absolutely. see it. That's how I see it. So, um, you know, I, I I have to confess, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite. I do have a pension, and it's from everything from my work ninth grade to postgraduate, but but. I didn't have to compromise myself. If I was still in education today, a post-secondary or secondary, I could not survive. I would not make the compromises that people are being made in the profession to stay in. Now, there's a few Christian universities, and I worked at one of them. Um, There's a few universities that don't impose this on people, but the vast majority do. Hey, you got to have your non-binary students, and you better use the right gender pronouns or we'll fire you. And this is the kind of nonsense I would not survive in. I I, I refuse to make that compromise because it's blasphemy in the eyes of the Lord. We have man and we have woman. We don't have non-binary, gender fluid, blah, 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 Q, T, X, Y, and Z. I'm not this is nonsense what we're doing in our society but you know what i think it is jamie it's satanically inspired and i don't think people really believe in it that much i think maybe some people who are crazy and looking for something to attach to believe in it but i think the creators of this don't believe in it it's just part of the maoist cultural revolution we're going through to overthrow our country destroy family values destroy the christian religion and uh, that, I mean, that's how I see it. And speaking of destroying the Christian religion, I wanted to turn this more towards what you're doing now. And uh, and I'll just start off by saying this. The Christian religion survived well in the Soviet Union by going underground. Do you think that we're going to be facing this here? Yeah. Um, not only do I think that we're going to be facing it here, I think the time to prepare for it is now. Um, when you look at the U.S. National Holocaust Museum, they have the 10 indicators of impending genocide against a people group. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen and it. That, and and uh, that includes like a, you know, different re- a religious sect or whatever it is when we're talking about a people group here. Um, and And we have systematically the Christians – the Western centric, I say West, right? So, so European and, and North American centric Christians, they have, our governments have checked every single box on their NGO checklist for impending genocide against a people group. And they use those threat indicators, um, all across the world to know and understand when genocide's getting ready to occur against a people group. They use it in North Africa, Rwanda with the Hutu and Tutsi. They've used it in Eritrea and Somalia. They've used it in, uh, in different areas of the Arabian Peninsula. And it holds true every time. We have systematically checked 
every single one of the boxes in the last three years, the last three years of impending genocide against Christians in particular. We know the DHS training manuals. We know the FBI training manuals. Anybody who's listened to you for any period of time, we know that we know the uh, the the off cuff quips about camps and fun camps and creating camps. We know their comments about making lists. Listen, I say take them at their word. We know that the the uh, California Assembly Bill, blah, 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 I can't remember the numbers right now, where they're seeking to bar anybody from serving in California law enforcement who has ever been a part of an extremist organization. They insert Christianity as a part of an extremist organization. If you have ever prayed, you are barred. They want to pass this bill that you are barred from serving in law enforcement. Why? Because they're stacking the deck with amoral brown shirts who have a bloodlust that are demonically infused to carry out what they know is coming next. So not only do I think that that we will see the underground in America, I think the time – you always train for the fight you're not yet in. The time to be – begin preparing for the underground church is now. Uh, It's like 1938 Germany, and there were the prudent who saw the handwriting on the wall, so to say, across Europe and and, and Poland and and in areas of Germany and and on further west and some of the other European countries, and they began preparing accordingly. They knew what was coming, and the prudent took action. And what does action look like? It looks like creating networks it looks like building an underground community or, or like a uh, an underground railroad community is i know that this family is safe and this family is safe and this family is safe and i could i could work friends or family members all the way across the u.s to get them here if if i needed to because i know the network of authentic believers it may look like building an infrastructure storing extra food extra water extra medical equipment it may look like putting in a, a, a root cellar or something or uh, false walls in, in an outbuilding on your property. Whatever it looks like, it looks like a people group that is resilient, strong, bold, radiant, and continues to advance the mission of caring for the gospel no matter how dark and hostile the territory gets. That's what it means to go underground. Going underground doesn't equal self-preservation. I don't want to self-preserve, ladies and gents. I want to go home to my king. There's nothing that this world has for me. I am a foreigner, an alien, elect exile to dispersion. I I do not belong here. I want to go home, but I've been foreknown for a mission set in this generation – and I have a mission to carry out with honor, courage, and commitment and do beautifully, and that is to continue to advance through this fog of war and set many captives free. So it doesn't so going underground, know this, is not about self preservation. And and really the language underground means that you understand how to um, reduce your digital footprint and how to operate caring for the gospel in a prudent, shrewd, clandestine way. Just like the church in China does, just like the church in Iran does, just like the church in what was communist Russia. Now Russia is the bastion. I don't want to say bastion, but they undergird you know, Judeo-Christian values. But um, it's to continue to advance because you're no good to anybody in a prison and you're no good to anybody in a FEMA camp and you're no good to anybody because you you're you're blowing you're you're blaring and spouting off all these things all over Facebook and you get snatched up in the first 24 hours of when they start random people up what good are you to anybody it's about operating in an underground capacity in a way that continues to make 
the name of Christ known, the body of Christ strong, and the powers of darkness tremble. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm digesting everything you just said. That's my hesitation, but um, I, I also believe that God brings to us different challenges based on our skill sets and our ability to uh, stand trauma. You know, you walk with the Lord, He will not depart from you. You're in the warrior class. You you have the ability to stay on the front lines and, and take on fire. There are some people that physically, mentally, psychologically can't do that yet, and I think God calls them to a more clandestine existence in, in the faith. And you're right. Uh, they, I think they're acting prudently because they're no good to anybody in a FEMA camp. They're no good getting into a battle they can't win. Now, there is a stand you have to take, I think, at some point in time, but, but I think that... Um, the people that will come to Christianity will come to find these safe havens. They won't all be warriors. No, absolutely, absolutely not. In fact, the uh, the warrior class—you don't need a lot of warriors. Just like you don't need a lot of watchmen. You need one on each of the walls, right? Like you don't need a lot of watchmen. Most people, um, their giftings that they bring is is the normalcy of how God's created them. It's it's a tender heart. It's compassion. It's a prayer warrior. It's a mechanic. It's a welder. It's a teacher. It's a it's a, a person who's good with animal husbandry. Somebody who knows how to can. You know, it's it's. It's the it's the quiet the a quiet confidence somebody with a quiet confidence because they're so secure in the Lord it's a 78 year old lady who has a quiet confidence in the Lord she has more value value to me ever than some guy that goes oh yeah you know I was I was an army ranger or, or marine raider um, but I really don't walk by the spirit I really don't care that much about Jesus it's like I'll take that 78 year old lady any day over that guy with the tangible skill set your tangible skill set has no value to me it's your intimacy and your communion with the living god through his son jesus I would christ agree. i would take both i'll tell you with the ranger example that you used he needs to go to spiritual boot camp but he's worth saving too <laughs> oh yeah yeah obviously yeah they're they're <laughs> They all were saving. I'm just saying, you know, as as a general rule, I because I I hear a lot of people, um, you know, that they kind of get down on themselves and they say, well, you know, the things that you talk about, Jamie, that's easy for you to say given your background. And I'm like, and it just it pains my heart because I don't ever want to see anybody diminish or be dismissive of who they are and who God's created them to be. I know. And every single person brings something so wonderful to the, this is why it's the body of Christ, right? It's not it's not the strong right arm of Christ. It's the body of Christ. It's like every single thing functions so beautifully and I don't have what you have and you don't have what I have and I need what you have and you need what I have and so let's be the body and let's walk hand in hand and let's be filled with worship and joy and thanksgiving as we're doing so. You know, a unique attribute that you see all throughout scriptures is that the Lord always puts the worshipers at the front of the army. Jehoshaphat, Second Chronicles 20, and multiple other examples. He always put those who knew how to worship and praise at the head of the army. Like, I've seen a piccolo player, and as a combat 
Marine, that's not the dude typically I would choose to go, hey, bro, get first in the stack to breach that door. But see, God's in the process of operating an upside-down kingdom, and he goes, those people that are glorifying and exalting my name, they are magnifying me. They know that I am the one that will fight for them. Some trust in horses, some in chariots, but they trust in the Lord their God, right? Yeah, exactly. No king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by the, his own great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all of its strength, it cannot save but the eyes of the lord are on those who fear him and whose hope is in his unfailing love and he goes that's who, what makes way for me to show up and do what i do is when you magnify me you glorify me you exalt me you worship you're filled with thanksgiving you're not fearful and then watch what i will do and so that kind of leads into even what we're getting ready to to do here at the base camp. There you go. I, wanted, I, wanted, I wanted you to bring this up. This is really important. I brought up the Soviet Union, go underground as an example, although I don't know that you're totally going underground, but you're providing a safe haven. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Yes. So, so one of the things that, you know, the last couple of years have been doing these summits at, uh, you know, renting different like kind of retreat camp facilities out and and having these summits you know where several hundred people show up and we we just have intentional time of fellowship and communion but we do some tangible things you know we might do some basic first aid or or emergency family preparedness stuff last year was specifically dedicated to uh how do you operate in an underground capacity and and yet continue to function on a daily basis in your jobs in your workplace in your communities that's what it was focused on uh but this year you know we we've been by the lord's grace been uh given a camp in southwest colorado outside of durango and uh you know we have multiple cabins and a lodge and shower house and all that i mean it's like a camp right it's it's it was historically a christian youth camp and uh and so we've recently taken it over moved out here from iowa we're remodeling and building like crazy um non-stop me and a, a other family who lives here on on the property with us and uh the lord really burdened me to um host a gathering this august is the first weekend of august august 4th through the 7th that is specifically centered on praising and magnifying the lord on restoring and refreshing people right i use this moniker of refit re, refresh refit and rearm and the only way that we can refresh refit and rearm for just the the grinding action of the world around us is if we get our eyes fixed on Christ Jesus and magnifying the sufficiency of the Lord in us, his power, his strength, his might, his sovereignty, his justice, right? His love, his goodness, his compassion, his everything. And so we're going to be hosting an event again August 4th through the 7th out here at the Calico Buffalo Base Camp that is a, a music worship experience. And obviously where we're located, it's like whitewater rafting, mountain biking, trekking, overlanding, you know, uh, off-roading, you know, doing the, the Polaris RZR thing or dirt bikes or things that people may enjoy. We have, we're, we're within a, we're within three hours of about seven different national parks. Okay. Well, where we're at this right is, here. yeah, I mean, this, it's going to be fun. There's no question there's recreational activities and it's kind of like a camp out with like-minded people. But you're really creating kind of a safe haven for people, not so much physically, but spiritually. But you also need some help with some funding. So let, let, let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Just as we as we build out, you know, um, these we're calling them faith havens. And it's not this isn't the only one we've actually over the last couple of years have been networking with 
at least right now over 30 other faith havens that people have decided like they felt the move and the burden of the Lord to build up. So they're being built up across the nation. We're getting plugged in and networked because, again, we know that we know going back to let's go full circle to economics. We know that if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, period, if you bear the name of Christian, period, you will not be allowed to function economically. We, we know that hands well, down. Yeah, with the digital that's system. That's where all this is going. Yeah, with the digital yeah. system, you'll be Justin Trudeau'd. They'll take your resources, and you're right, you have to learn to live outside the system. No question. This is why we push the gold and silver, why people are looking at gold investment or savings account investments in foreign countries that are going gold-backed, which are two competing ideologies. That's what the war in Ukraine is about, another discussion for another time. But when we take a look at... Yeah, what people are doing, you need to get outside the system, not just financially, but spiritually. Yes. And so and so that's kind of what we're doing here is building out this faith haven. I mean, we were given this camp for a reason. It was because it was um, in significant derelict, you know, like disrepair. Uh, but I've been a home builder off and on my whole life. The other family living out here, he's a production home builder from Florida, general contractor. And so basically it's just him and I tackling all these mega projects and, and building out this faith haven. And again, it's not for us. Like I, I don't need it. Listen, it's so much easier just to do your own thing and to live for your own reality, but it's for the people that we know that will be coming here that because they'll have to come here. And so we're currently in the process of doing some fundraising to be able to, to repair infrastructure, um, you know, septic fields and, and putting in water lines and hydrants and things like that. And, and, uh, and repairing the buildings that have been, um, pretty neglected for, for the last 30 or so years. So we are currently fundraising for that. And then also it'll help to set up for, um, our event here in August, which will be a, a gathering from people nationally that are like-minded to just come and build relationships, get networked, and again, get refreshed, refitted, and rearmed in the Lord. Yeah. How many safe havens do you think there are like this, or what you called faith havens? Yeah, you know what? I I get random emails and calls probably two or three a week that say, I heard you on such and such talking about these faith havens. We actually have already been doing that for several years, building it out. The Lord told us the same thing. So I think because God's good and he loves his people and he's merciful, I think there's probably thousands of them that we just don't even you know they they have their own sphere of influence their own little they're 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 networked within their own church bodies or whatever the case is but people that are prudent and they're reading the handwriting on the walls are going man the lord's given us this you know uh, a, a little piece of property or or maybe we just have an outbuilding behind our house and i think the lord's going to bring people here and i'm going to need to provide shelter for them i think it's happening all across the nation while we're unaware well, that's really an interesting thought. Do, do you see this uh, organization that you're starting here in this encampment? Is it a come-and-go worship when you're here, or is it a permanent live-in situation? Well, like, like you know, we have this camp here, so obviously things aren't at that point yet where people are having to make a decision, right, like fight or flight. So as as it stands this base camp we're using it to invest in families and build up families so it's a family ministry it's oriented on on uh building resiliency and strong marriages and and making men you know strong leaders of their household so we have this this 
these layers of uh, functionality of the property, for lack of a better word. So, like, that's our main focus is 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 restoring people's identity in Christ. But then we also can host events here. So that's why we're doing this music experience event in August. But then it's also ultimately a faith haven. So we got a couple of things going on at the same time. Okay, yeah, that, that makes a great deal of sense. We got about thirty seconds left, and you have a GoFundMe site. Can we give that out so people who want to donate can do so? Yeah, actually, uh, uh, Mike and Jeannie Kerr, Kerr, sorry, of Hear the Watchmen, uh, out of their kindness of the heart called me the other day and said, Hey, I, I started a fundraising page for you. So I didn't even know they were going to do it. I, I had no clue. We just kind of pray and entrust ourselves to the Lord. But hey, praise the Lord. He put it on their heart to put it up. So they did, uh, you can go to hearthewatchmen.com. That's where you can register for, uh, the Calico Buffalo music experience in August and come out and camp and be a part of that, that whole thing. But it's also there is where you can get connected to their GoFundMe page, um, as we raise funds to be able to retrofit this camp. Yeah, so it's here, uh, here, the com is kind of the landing spot for okay. being able to get more information. And they on can that. find that there. Jamie, we are flat out of time, but I want to thank you for coming on and sharing and best of luck with your event and best of luck, uh, with what you're doing. I think it's a valuable service. So thanks so much for joining us here on the common sense show. Thanks for having me on, Dave. I appreciate it. Take care.